Greetings, fellow Slingers, and welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted DM, Brian, welcoming you back once again to the Rage Room. I have with me, via internet and Skype, our good buddy, Koosh. But let me warn everybody, the audio is a little rough due to the setup that we have on both ends. Uh, not on my end, but... <laughs> sorry, Koosh. Throwing you under the bus there. But I just felt that it was important for us to get something out to all you hard slingers. So, please enjoy Behind the Curtain, Book One. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted DM, Brian. And with me, through the miraculous invention called the internet, I have the voice of Talos and the voice of Eldon from our Riders on the Storm campaign. We have Koosh. Hey, how's everyone doing? We're doing fine. <laughs> so, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real good. <laughs> yeah, the rage room may be dark, but we're still going to do our best to try to put out some kind of a of content because I know that with this coronavirus thing going around, we got to have some kind of semblance of of consistency, some kind of normality. Mm-hmm. So I figured what we'll do is uh, in an effort to keep. I gotta I gotta read my notes by the way. <laughs> in an effort to keep things moving forward, and if anything, just for oh, our yeah. own. Notes closer to the camera, man. No, I could see just oh yeah, okay, like this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just so that we have something that's familiar that everybody can like can count on and depend on uh during these dark times. So I think if you're ready, warm up your dice and top off your glass and be prepared as we have a tendency to digress. And what I want to do, Kush, is uh We've wrapped up book one of our Carrying yeah. Crown run-through, The Haunting of Harrowstone Prison. Oh, yeah. So what I, what I want to do is go through some of the reflections that we had and what brought the show to actually start doing this run-through. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember all that stuff that we did back then? Yeah, I have a fairly good memory of it. It's been a while, though, so I've probably got some gaps well, we're going to keep going through those gaps then, because uh, <laughs> now we've got a we've got a time for reflection on this, and I want to take a look back all the way back to the beginning of the adventure path and what brought Roll the Hard Twenty to that point. Uh, at the time, I think we were well into our second season of our Writers on the Storm campaign, and we had just released episode forty back in May of twenty nineteen. And I don't know where your headspace was with the campaign, but I actually, I thought it was going well. So did I. Um, but I think, were we talking about Carrie Crown before then, or is that 40 when we launched the new one, or I'm, I'm a little bit mixed up there? What do you mean? Uh, 40 wasn't, it was 40 at the time when we launched the campaign, uh, the second campaign, or was 40 when we decided we wanted to throw another one up? I think that was at the time that we actually did launch it because it okay. went 40 and then we did our episode zeros. 
So I think we had been talking because we wrapped up the first season around episode 28. Yeah. And that was a that was a two parter. And then I think you and I had been talking even well into the first season how we weren't seeing the same kind of of subscribers. We weren't seeing a a whole lot of listeners. And we were wondering if there was a way that we could bring the Mm -hmm. show more forward. And we we put ourselves on iTunes, Google Play, um, Mm -hmm. FM radio, the uh, was it the, the online FM radio? We signed up with Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. I mean, we were we were out there. We just weren't getting what we wanted. And I think that we kind of settled on the fact that maybe we should steer away from a homebrew. Mm, yeah, I, I do remember that. Because I thought, you know, if people had the ability to download the PDF, then I don't know, maybe they want to follow along or if they've already ran the play, mm-hmm. the AP, oh, it, they could see how ours differed from theirs. Or even if they were considering running the AP or didn't have the time to run it, they could live it vicarious through another show doing it for them. Yeah, and then there's also the benefit of uh, there's a lot of in APs through like companies like Paizo and Wizards. There's the benefit that the AP generally has characters that everyone's familiar with. That's a good way to bring people in. Like um, we haven't talked about. Tar Buffon too much, but he's like a big character in like Paizo's lore. Yeah, he he streams I think through several of their APs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to look over here off to my side, uh, but I know he's he's in the Return of the Rune Lords. He's in um, I don't even know. I'd have to look at it again. Shattered Star. I think he's in the Shattered Star too. Mm-hmm. I'm probably totally wrong. I'm going to look like a fucking fool because I don't know now, but uh, I know that as a, as a group, we had thought we were hitting our stride at that point. Uh, maybe I think that when we first put out writers on the storm, we, I, I know that the first couple of episodes, it was kind of difficult to listen to because the audio wasn't where we were at. We had a lot of people fidgeting at the table and it wasn't mm-hmm. until we employed the shock mounts for the mics, the vinyl padded table mat, um, yeah. even and the headphones were a huge deal to be able to hear when when things are are being heard on the microphones that we couldn't normally pick up. And I think that by around, I know the things started getting better by episode five, and by well by the time we had hit episode forty, we were we were dynamite. But I think that we wanted to do two things, and that was to start fresh and start new you know start mm-hmm. with a a fresh adventure path and then start new from the beginning with all of these um these awesome audio components that we had you know the the better microphones using the mixer properly uh me having learned better with uh garage band and adding music to the stuff so that the little fidget dings and, and taps and stuff get completely mm-hmm. dissolved through all that background music and stuff. So, I mean, what were, what was your thought when we decided we were going to run the second AP? I, to- I totally agreed with uh, all that stuff that you mentioned. I think a huge portion was that we, even I think we had a little bit of practice up to starting the, the uh, writers campaign but still in that first few five episodes, we're still like learning how to be a podcast. And so, yeah. I mean, 
being those, able to cut that out in a new AP is huge. Well, those those first episodes, I mean, even when I go back to listen to, are difficult. I know they're fun, and I think that because I work right next to Junior, and, and he and I will both pull down different podcasts that mm-hmm. run live plays, actual plays, and they don't. It doesn't sound bad compared to them, but I think that our standard had gotten so high of where we wanted it to be that mm-hmm. until we had all this stuff wired tight, it, it was totally different. And I also know that whenever I would edit Riders on the Storm, it was it was hard to do because there was there was so much, I guess, goofing around and other little things and people talking over other people when they're trying to say stuff that I, I would leave a lot on the cutting room floor mm. you know so when you know i know your life was busy at the time you had school uh you had work and i had work and i had a family and then you know preparing for writers on the storm really wasn't difficult it was the editing to find the extra time so when well, we yeah, had yeah. a second show to it it was like i don't think i could feasibly do that i think that we would have to cut writers on the storm out. And I was, I was okay with that as long as we brought it to a finale that mm-hmm. we didn't just end it. So I think you and I had made sure that we would keep them both going for a while and bring that one to a finale as we started, started the new AP, but we hadn't decided yet what the AP would be. I think that, uh, yeah. did you have any, any thoughts on what AP you wanted to run at the time? Cause I know that we eventually mm-hmm. settled on one, but we had, why well, I had put together a list for us all. Yeah. I don't know if you had already had something in mind that you wanted to. Uh, well, so this was, I was thinking about this before we settled on um, that we wanted to do non homebrew. So I was originally thinking about something homebrew. When we went to non homebrew, I was looking at a lot of stuff from Wizards. And I remember I was pretty interested in, um, this was before it came out, I was interested in. Um, Descend, Descent into the Abyss or something. I forget what it's called exactly. Descent into Avernus. Descent into Avernus. That's what it is. So I was pretty interested in that one. Yeah, that was a that was a Wizards one. Yeah. By Wizards of the Coast, Watsi. And we hadn't even tossed around what AP, if we were going to go with something from them or we were going to go something from Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. And I think because I, had, I got this really bad habit of like once I start collecting something, I got to see it through. So I start actually... <laughs> collecting all the APs and stuff. And so they were all at our disposal. And I had picked out a, a couple of them that I thought were interesting, which were Serpent Skull, Shattered Star, Iron Gods, and of course, Carrion Crown. And when I brought those up to you, you liked Carrion Crown. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you had thought of any of the other ones. Well, actually, I do remember Rise of the... Did you say Rise of the Rune Lords? I remember that was actually on no, the list. because everybody had already ran that. Uh, okay. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not really... Oh, yeah. yeah, I think you crossed it off of the list, of the list at some point, now that I remember. Um, yeah, the Carrion Crown, right? I remember that one just stood out to me, because when you presented them, you had, like, this small little blurb about each of them. And the Carrion Crown seemed really interesting because... I think it had to do a little bit with uh, I think all of us kind of got together playing um, uh, Curse of Strahd. And I felt it had a lot of that kind of horror vibe that we kind of all started uh, getting 
getting together with when we started playing. And I kind of, I kind of yeah. like that. Hey, is that beeping on your end? Um, I don't know. Let me check. see might be let me see if i can do anything yeah i think it's on my end okay. i think i got it though i think it's gone now yeah i heard it one more time and then it stopped but like we we brought it up to everybody else at the table and said well out of out of all these out of these five ap's what would you like to run Mm-hmm. And as everybody looked over the summaries, I think immediately Eric had saw that he really liked carrying crown. And I think it was because that we had ran the, uh, the curse of Strahd at our table back at the comics store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, junior was on board. I, he was sold even when I told him about them at work and stuff. And we hadn't introduced Nick yet. Remember it was still Jess right. and she, she, yeah. she liked it too. And I remember thinking at the time that, uh, Cause she was going to school too. And we were talking and something in my mind just kind of clicked that, you know what it, as part of life, everybody has kids that are, that are married or they, they want to or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, I know that when my wife and I had our first son that we disappeared, we were, we were done for a while. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, if they have a kid, we're definitely going to lose her but we'll probably end up losing him as well. And I was thinking the only two people that'll stay in the seats are you and junior. <laughs> so I was like, well, we're going to have to figure something out because we're going to need to add somebody else. Cause after, uh, Michael had departed, uh, we it left an, F, an empty seat and we considered that our ad hoc seat. So I was like, you know, mm-hmm. let's just put somebody permanently in there. And I had asked you cause you run a, a game at work yeah. And I had asked Eric because occasionally he would run a home game. Yeah. And uh, he was the one that brought uh, brought up Nick. He said he'd ask him or whatever. He gave us Nick's contact information, and we set up that little meet and greet that we had, and we just hit it off. And so we brought him on board for like the last six episodes of Riders. And I really – I thought we all gelled really well. Yeah, yeah I think he did. he did an amazing job of fumbling. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's huge. That's important. What's that? That's important. You need to, to be able to do that. Yeah, you got, you got to be able to roll those ones and, and fail considerably. Uh, but we did have that small overlap between uh, the riders on the storm as well as carrying crown. And I remember I was thinking we're going to have this overlap. We just need to start the carrying crown so that we could just start getting into it. And I think Junior and I had a had a weekend off. In case everybody doesn't know, he he and I work on the same team at work, so our days off are the same. Mm-hmm. And so I I said, well, let's start on that Saturday. And you were on board for it, remember yeah. that? But yeah, for some reason, I I think uh, Eric and Nick they had to go to like a wedding or something like that. They were actually leaving together, so they wouldn't be. <laughs> I think they went to Vegas or something. Yeah, yeah, and, I uh, do remember. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, let's still record something. And, but I didn't want to start the main AP without them. So I had put together uh, like a small one shot and it was for in case people couldn't be there so we could still put something out. And I had actually thought of you when I put it together and it was called Lara the Beast. And it really didn't change other than its location in geography mm-hmm. because I had originally had it in my own world and it was just more easy just to 
make a little a few tweaks here and there and plug mm-hmm. it right into Ustalov. So, gotcha. but I mean, you and Junior hooked up. We put together that day. I think we recorded uh, two episode zeros, part one and part two, Lair of yeah. the Beat, and somebody's getting ousted. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the the finer points of it. But what did you think about that? I like it a lot. I thought it fit in really well. If you hadn't told me that you wrote it, I think I would have believed that it was, you know, kind of like a little. What, what was the what was the introductory thing for Chris? I would have thought it was kind of like the Death House thing, where it's this little little tidbit to introduce you to the world, because um, it was it was a really good fit for what we were going to be going into. Yeah, I wanted that that whole. Uh, scary macabre feel to it you know and yeah. and it was funny because i i had created this town called tau lay which i said meant passing on and it was right next to another town taos tau something else i was like and i didn't even see that i thought that was kind of strange but i was like yeah right on that kind of plugs in there but uh let me look at my notes here <laughs> uh because i got to I'm actually on the last page. Oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, naturally, you and Oust figured out what the mystery was that was going on in that town. And then mm-hmm. as you guys were leaving, you guys conferred with one another that your your debts, that your destination further down the line was Ravengrove. And you guys right. each had your own reasons for going there. And you... We're going there for a funeral. He was going there to meet an old friend who <laughs> didn't realize was the the master of ceremony of the funeral himself, Professor <laughs> Petros Lormor. But uh, uh, when we first got to episode one, which was pour one, yeah, pour one out for Petros. Actually, um, some question about that is that did you tell Junior that? Petros was alive, or is that what he just understood before while going into it? No, he didn't know that he was dead. Or maybe uh, he did. I, you know what? I think that he didn't want me to tell anybody else that his character thought he was still alive. By the way, your picture is frozen right now. It's frozen? Yeah. Well, everything's moving on my end. No? Hmm. It says we're still recording, so we're still going strong. Huh. That's odd. You're just there like this. <laughs> that's supposed to be in. But if you see yours moving, we're still good to go, I guess, because it says we're still recording, so we're going to keep on going. All but right, yeah, when I, he was stuff. putting together Oust, he said that he didn't want anybody to know that that he thought the professor was still alive. He wanted it to be a shock to everybody. Yeah, I, I was very surprised when he said that. Well, you guys played it off really well because I think you were the one that uh, had – divulged to him that the professor had died right and, oh there you are you're back hi i'm back oh, you're back oh man and, i gotta uh, my cell phone i've made the same mistake you make during the recordings what mistakes do i make i don't make any mistakes. <laughs> i think next time though i'm gonna have to move this uh this computer up a little higher so it actually looks like i'm talking at the, at the camera <laughs> yeah you just get the notes up there man well, the thing is, if I put the notes over it, I put the notes there covering the screen, then I can't see anything. 
Okay. So fair enough. But you guys have went to episode one, pour one out for Petros, and that's where you met uh, this shady humanoid individual who was dressed in a long black coat that had a a uh, plague doctor's mask, and then you've met this other human who was dressed in like leather pants with no shirt on, just well oiled and looking tough, shaved head, and that was <laughs> that was Ermin. And then there was a a few other of the townspeople that had shown up for the for the funeral. But one guy had, had was off to the side and he was this man that was all dressed in black. Mm-hmm. You remember that guy? I do remember that guy. Yeah. It's a, it was a Divian, right? Yes, it was. All right. Because then as you guys started leading the procession up the hill to where Petros's plot would be, you were stopped by a, a group of thugs led by a man named Gibbs Hefenius, who then said, you know, we're not going to allow any necromancers to be buried here. You're going to have to take them up, up the river or something like that. And then I think all hell broke loose and you guys sure. had captured him with, with these ensnaring tentacles and beat his buddies up to a crisp. And then <laughs> uh, Father Grimborough came and healed them for you guys and then continued on. And then you finished the burial and then went back to... Uh, Petros's house, which is now owned by his daughter Kendra, for the reading of the will, and then that was when uh, Edivian realized that he wasn't going to get anything, so he stormed out of the place and said that he would talk with you, Talos, later on, and then uh, that's when this small box was brought out with these tomes as well as a personal journal of the professor, basically Mm -hmm. instructing you to stay in Ravengrove. For 30 days to make sure his daughter was okay, as well as take these books at the end of those 30 days back to the University of Leopardstad. Several of the books will be be returned to the university. Mm-hmm. And then one of them, which was the Esoteric Order of the Palatine Eye, would be returned to Judge uh, Judith Embreth at her personal residence. Mm-hmm. So you guys have already completed the 30 days, but we're actually going to go at some point. We're going to touch base on all of these episodes because i think that that's really all we have to do during this this <laughs> coronavirus time is is because this audio right here is nowhere near where it should be for us to play so mm-hmm. i can't hold up maps and stuff and for some reason the uh, interactive maps don't work from paizo on my mac so oh, really huh. yeah they don't I, I tried and they it just won't it doesn't do something with the the ios so We'll just do it this way. And if the other people want to join us at some point, we'll get them on board. I actually thought about contacting Junior, but I think he's he's on total lockdown this weekend. So Whoa. Um, maybe we'll get him next week. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's it's slow at work right now, so I think everybody's feeling it. Yeah. But leading up to that point in episode one and then eventually episode two, which was uh, Memorial Day. What were your thoughts on the on the AP? Hmm. Yeah, from from the beginning point, it was it was tough to get a good read on it because I think I was already coming in with uh, with thoughts based on what we had run with your homebrew. So it was, it was really weird because I was bringing in uh, feelings about the homebrew into the AP. Um, 
while we were still really early into it, we didn't really know what was going on. But I think I got a good tone about kind of being ready for anything, uh, especially after for all the things that happened in the, in the, in the, I guess, episode zero, the two episode zeros. Um, part one and part two, get it right. All right. All right. So yeah, episode zero, part one and two, I was just like, okay, I got to be ready to deal with tough stuff. And that was basically what I came into the AP with. Now, you know, what was funny, um, well, or ironic, but Serpent's Skull, which was one of the APs, mm-hmm. I had kind of looked through the first book and I noticed that it resembled quite a bit of what I was doing with the first part of Riders on the Storm, where there was a, an island that everybody was eventually shipwrecked on and all this stuff. So I kind of culled some of the things from there and mm-hmm. implemented it because I was like, you know, I don't think we're going to run a, a full on six book AP. I wasn't sure I wanted to devote that kind of time because I know that there's some other podcasts out there that run the full APs and they go for a long, long time. And I just don't, I personally didn't know if I wanted to commit that kind of time because I wasn't sure if they were just digressing themselves or if it was really part of the AP, but the whole uh, shipwrecks on an island and what they discover there was right from Serpent Skull. But when you compare the two uh, APs together, the homebrew versus the published, I know what you're talking about because there is a different feel between the two. One is definitely more like high adventure and slapstick, which makes that 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 campaign so difficult to edit. Mm-hmm. You know, we could we could record for an hour and a half and only walk away with maybe an hour and ten minutes. That's how much gets cut from it. Yeah, and then plus all the the piss breaks and all the other stuff. But then you look at Carrion Crown, and it's definitely more uh, more macabre, more darker, yeah. with a, a different kind of feeling to it. Even when I'm picking like the boss fight music or the the background music, it can't be the same as it was in the other AP because it's just not it's not the same mm-hmm. feeling, same mood. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're at like 25 minutes. <laughs> We're only 25 minutes into this. I mean, it doesn't have to be super long. I just want to get something out for the listeners. Yeah, of um, course. No, we got we're 25 minutes in, and we've uh, we've gone past episode one, though. So we got we got plenty to talk about. We do have plenty of time. In fact, let's um, we could even kind of just not really skip ahead, but we could kind of curtail through some of this stuff too. It's just yeah. I mean, I remember at one point you guys had discovered that there were bloody letters being written on the the Harrowstone Memorial. Yes, that was. And you found out that that these letters were written with blood, and they were spelling something out. But at the time, you guys had no idea what they were spelling. And I think the the first letter was written with a like a small rat, and then eventually a cat, <laughs> and then a, a pig, and then the dog Old River. And then shit started getting sideways where you realized that it was the next one was written with Pervin's blood yep. when you guys found his body. And at the whole time, we're trying to get you guys to go back in or well, get you guys to go towards Harrowstone. I think you guys didn't even make it in there till I think, episode 12. Yeah, it was a long time. We were at two track with all this stuff that was going on in the town. Well, I think I forget what um, 
what episode it was. It might have been episode five. I could look really quick to see. Episode five, never split the party, which is where you guys actually decide you were going to go and, and make your own discoveries about what was going on in town. And at one point, Irwin went back to the uh, the Lorimore residence with Kendra, and they heard something shuffling around in the back room. And they come across the headless corpse of the professor who then pummels Ermin to death. <laughs> I don't know if I said Ermin before. It's Ermin. It's Ermin. And then that was his death. He actually died. And then, that is one of the most ironic ways for a monk to go out getting pummeled. It was hand to hand. It got smoked hand to hand. It's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. I think uh, the doc ended up showing up and just blasting the corpse back into oblivion. But then. That was the worst yeah. part. He was one hit away. He almost got there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like one point, and all he had to do was make the hit, and he didn't make the hit. He got hit instead. That's yeah. right. And then you guys used the next day, I think, you were going to take Ehrman's body and the professor's body back up to the wrestlings. But that was in the morning when Kaler came, and he was mm-hmm. looking for the boy, I think, Pervin. Or he was looking for he was looking for something. No, no, no. He wanted to know where you guys were the previous night because another letter had been written on the memorial. Oh, okay, gotcha. And while he was there asking you guys, Pervin knocked on the door and asked Talos, said that there was a man across the way that wanted to meet with him. And that was when Edivian Adrasant had spoke with you and was making a, a generous offer to you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys ended up going into the wrestlings burying the body and then going into that false crypt, which is where you made all the other discoveries. And then you made your way back to town to the town hall meeting where they wanted you guys to go into the prison and and whatnot. Yeah, that, that I remember. Yeah. I, I remember when Divian reached out, I was surprised. I was like, I am never going to see this dude again (laughs) at that point in the AP. I remember because I think, kind of left off on like a cliffhanger kind of thing where he's going to tell me something and then he just, he just books and I was like, all right, I've never seen this. this dude yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to kind of really leave this cliffhanger that it to really hook you in and then see if you would still remember the hook over time. And then I didn't want to forget. So I wanted to reintroduce him to you. And then I think you did ask him when you guys were in that barn across the way. And he, he mentioned what was so important as well as trying to get you to come with him and to bring the book. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think Talos had the, that, he still uh, has it. yeah, the, uh, is it Palatine eye? Yeah. Esoteric, esoteric, order. esoteric order of the Palatine eye. Yeah. So is that what it was called again? I know that's what it's called, Esoteric Order of the Palatine Eye, but I forget what the book was called. Um, oh. Huh. I, I would have know. to look. I guess I had a scared one. I have no intention of, of stopping and looking. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, eventually you guys made it into the prison and then had to leave because you got your asses kicked, which we'll discuss that at, you know, on a later episode. And then I think that we wrapped up this entire series, well, this entire book, at episode 33. Yes. 
No, I'm saying that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's episode 33. And then what? what's funny is that when we had done that, we were going to go long that night, remember? And I was like, well, let's do this behind the curtain. And, and everybody was like, well, you know, it's kind of late. Or I was like, all right, well, we just won't do it. And then all this coronavirus, COVID-19 thing came out. And now we're doing it this way. Yeah, over the weekend, it went, it went wild. <laughs> but I, I think going into the following Tuesday when we record, I don't think anyone expected that it would it would have gotten so bad that we weren't going to be able to meet up. And it happened fast because I think what we did was um, we we didn't record the following week because something was going on. So we yeah, were really. going to record. There was going on. We were going to record the next week. Oh, yeah. I, I, had, I had one in, one spare episode in the can, and um, plus the one that we had just recorded. So the next week came, and I released the one we had, uh, the one that was in the can. Then I edited the final one, mm-hmm. and then I was waiting. And then we didn't meet the next week because of all this stuff. They said you can't meet anymore with people. So I was like, yeah, oh, day, all right. Like, you know, so then I was sweating. Like, I was like, we're done. You're going to have to release the last one. And then so I figured this will be something nice that at least we can get out. And I'll transfer mm-hmm. the audio. So we'll drop it as a podcast, too. And if people want to see the the actual video of us two, each wearing plaid, each wearing, yeah. <laughs> every, every, every each wearing our flannels, because I love flannels. You know, what else are you going to wear at home? You know, when you're when you're confined. So at least we're still drinking, right? <laughs> I think your cabinets look a little empty back there, Koosh. You're gonna have to get those filled. Yeah, well, they're all in the dishwasher. <laughs> oh. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say before we end it up? Oh man. Well, I look forward to trying to make stuff that people can listen to while they're stuck at home. <laughs> I do too. I really do. I look forward to, uh, I look forward to getting back together again, getting back oh, yeah, for sure. with the mixer, everybody at the table. I don't know how long this is going to go on for. So I just want to keep putting something out. You know, yeah. I think, I think it's important that, you know, for the, for people I know, like at work, I look at the podcasts that I listen to on my iPod cause I still use an iPod. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I'm running out of, of episodes of shows that I haven't listened to mm-hmm. yet. You know, I, I've only got like four left of this show and one of this one, or I'm caught up on that one. And there's no new information coming out, especially on podcasts that involve people that get together and play. You know, yeah. I suppose if they're, if they're recording online, they could keep doing their Roll20 or uh, Google Hangouts or or Discord or however they're playing, but for us, we we generate that kind of uh, energy when everyone's together. Okay. You know, you see the maps in front. We're taking live pictures uh, and all the all that slapstick stuff that goes on that gets edited and put on the back end as a blooper. You can't do that kind of stuff when when recording over a distance like this. So. Yeah. Do have a lot of the podcasts you listen to gone on a hiatus for this or no? I know uh, the Glass Cannon has. They oh, they're not meeting in their office. They had said that uh, because they're deemed a non-essential business that they can't go to the office. Got it. 
but uh, they're recording stuff online like this, but with multiple mm-hmm. windows and stuff. But uh, I don't think they're doing any of their of their mainstream uh, shows, okay. you know, like their their flagship shows. They're not doing the Androids and Aliens. They're not doing the Giant Slayer. I don't think they're doing the Ruins of Aslan or I don't know who's banging around out there or uh, whatever else they've got going on. I, I haven't really listened to any more of their shows. They have uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, two They're of them. They're network basically. What's that? They're like a network now at this point. Yeah, well, two of them work full-time on the show. Mm-hmm. They've quit their jobs, so they they use that as their primary source of revenue. But if they can't get into the office, then you know that makes things a little more difficult for them to release yeah. uh, material. In fact, I, I think I watched a video with Troy, who's their GM. He said that they had just uh, he had just released their last episode that they had in the can. So, like all their previously recorded material, I Whoa. think is already out there. Other than the stuff they're recording via the internet, like like this. Yeah. So. Dang. I'm interested to see what the what the stuff they're recording like this is like. I think it's on their feed. I think, I think if you go on Glass Cannon Podcast, you could pull down their feeds. It might have even showed up in my feed. I just haven't I haven't watched it because I've been home for the past couple of days because it's my weekend off. <laughs> Not because I don't want to. I just – it's my weekend yeah. off. Nice. So anyways, that being said, we ended book one on episode 33. Mm-hmm. You guys are now on your way to – the University of Lepidstad, or should I just say Lepidstad, because the university is contained within there. Yeah. Shit. Sorry. Whoa. Hold on. There an oh, don't forget this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to. Uh, this is before all this stuff went wild because yeah. I can't do this now but i went to fedex and you know how i i print off all of our maps and stuff yeah yeah this is Lepidstad. whoa we're gonna get lost in that city for a long time i think it's gonna be at least 20 episodes before we go to where we're supposed to well i think a lot of the stuff is contained within Lepidstad, as well as some peripheral mm-hmm. uh places that you're supposed to go and, and do things there, which I'm not going to get into any spoilers because that's part of the flavor of this. You guys actually turn into like investigators of a sense. So, all right, that sounds exciting. What? That sounds exciting. Yeah, it should be really good. I think you guys will have a great time. So, I know I'm excited. I've been, are you stroking out? Do I need to dial 911 for you or what? Uh, I've got pretty bad allergies right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You got the COVID, I'm, don't I'm, you? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You gonna make it? I'm gonna make it. Give me a second. I'm gonna try to blow my nose. Well, as Koosh steps away from the microphone, I myself will continue to tell all you listeners out there, because he's not going to listen to this, that when you guys listen to book two of Carrion Crown, it's about our heroes entering the town 
of Leopardstad, where they have to investigate the beast of Leopardstad. Oh, you're back. Okay. Uh, you haven't already told us. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to say it. I wanted to feel that energy, that that vigor coming out. But I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited from what you've told me about it. Sounds really cool. Yeah, it does. I think it'll go a long ways. And I mean, even some of the the books that follow, where you start dealing with with werewolf packs and stuff, and lycanthropy and all those other things that you could that can be afflicted upon you and everything. I just I think that though they've got a long ways to go. You know, they don't have a long ways to go. There's just a lot of stuff going on along the ways as you go. I should say. Yeah, I'm stoked for everything. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. I was like super itching to get back into the AP before before everything happened. You know, ironically, I don't know if the listeners know this, so that I just want to put this out there. But we were going to take a brief break between book one and book two, mm-hmm. and you were going to run something. Remember that? Something always comes up before I'm about to run something. Like I have it prepared. I'm just waiting on it. <laughs> you what? I have like I have it prepared. I'm just waiting on it, but uh, something always comes up. <laughs> you already have it prepared. Yeah, it's not it's not that long. It was a short thing, right? So I I know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> now is that something you can do over this? I mean, yeah. We I mean we can. I don't know if uh, again the quality's not gonna, the sound quality's not going to be there, but I can run stuff on. We can do roll twenty. I can get some maps on there. If we need a map or something, I don't know how we're going to record everything, but we can do it today. I think that would be an excellent thing. I think that'd be something really cool to try then. Is that something you want to try? Maybe we could get everybody together for at least a couple of like two or three weeks. I don't know how long this is going to go for. Yeah, I have no clue. Luckily, I think it's worth a try. Luckily, the store still has booze. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm going to be a shut-in, I'm going to be able to to drink beer and work out. Yeah. <laughs> but we should definitely – we'll talk about it after when we get off about maybe getting everybody else together. Or if some of them don't want to do it in the interim, we'll just have a smaller group. Yeah. I think I can, I can tweak stuff so that we can play with any number of people. That's cool. That's cool. Except for one. I'm not playing with, with just you. What's that? Except for except for one, I'm not playing with just you. No, no, not at all. But because I was thinking about running the Dragon's Demand, you know, like doing something like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's one of the short ones from Paizo, also, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Paizo, and I think we've done this so many times on the show, but their their APs are just top notch. They're they're good. Sometimes the I shout out because hell. they are brutal, but um, but they're good. Yeah, I, I really like the stories that they create. It's almost like they've taken the old school sagas from TSR and modified them and expanded them and brought them to the forefront of what to play in by today's standard. You know, unlike um, some of the normal APs that come out of uh, Wizards right now, which just seem to take the ones from ages old and just recycle them with new stat blocks and stuff, which I think is just, I don't know, man, I, I could care less if I ever play in the forgotten realms ever again, you know, if I ever hear of another drow again, either. So I just, <laughs> fuck that. 
Well, you, the problem with droughts, you only hear about one over and over again. Yeah. I think I'd prefer to hear about a different drought. Yeah. I mean, being a moody drought, just a, I don't know. I, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, some of the other APs that I've read along the lines, I think are really cool. You know, yeah, like uh, what I read of Serpent's Skull, uh, The Dragon's Demand, even Rise of the Rune Lords is, is a really awesome AP. I know it's been done a, a hundred times out there if it's been done once. I've the thing is, I just wanted to run something that we hadn't seen out there. And of course, after we start running Carrying Crown, I start seeing other people pop stuff up on YouTube. I'm just like, well, I guess it wasn't as, uh, as normal as possible. You know, I'll tell you this though. This is kind of cool. If you type in carrion crown on, on Google or whatever, I think we're like the third or fourth hit the show. That's awesome. I had, I had no idea. Yeah. I was, I was doing something the other day and I just typed it in and it, it came up. And then also, um, I think I typed in roll the hard 20 podcast and we show up on like different sites also. Like sites that I hadn't um, submitted the show to, like that you could listen to the show on. Yeah, uh, we're, we're on those sites too. I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. We just got we got to find out how to funnel people to searching for carrying crab now, and then we'll we'll get them. Yeah, you know maybe I should look into to the SEO that's on the website. Which by the uh, way, the website is rollhard20podcast.com. Make sure you check it out. And I know during these trying times, you really want something to listen to, something to make you feel dark and gloomy and happy at the same time. Definitely check out our show. We're on iTunes podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out on YouTube, which is where I'm going to uplink this video when it's all said and done. <laughs> Are we missing anything? Just the Patreon. But okay. I feel uh, uh, on Vidmeo or what's that? Vimo? <laughs> what is it? Vidmeo? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of other streaming services that are not streaming, but video services that no one actually uses. Yeah, I'll put us on on like a movies anywhere or something, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You can uh, pirate films. <laughs> On the on the last episode of the of the season that we put together, I had put in the intro to for people how they can be a hard slinger. You know, head on over to patreon.com slash rollerpod twenty podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, they could they could join the show. And I was explaining how I've had to replace a couple of the microphones recently and some of the cables and and just other things like that. <laughs> and then all this stuff broke loose with this this covid and i felt bad because i didn't want to seem like i was trying to pressure people into anything that was yeah. not what i was looking at doing and i know right now people times are hard people yeah. are having a hard time with their money and and i just want to tell people only do it if you feel comfortable don't ever feel pressured by it don't think that we're i mean the show i sustain the show if something needs to be bought i'll find a way to to buy a six pack instead of a 12 pack and, you know, move the money to start buying the things that we need or whatever. But, you know, we're going to be just fine. Only do it if you want to, if you feel like you want to, I'm, I would never pressure anybody to feel like they must contribute. So, but you're, you're part of the show. You need to contribute. No, just kidding. I want to subscribe from the Patreon. 
It's funny, you froze at that exact same moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually booked out the... the What's that? Uh, I actually I actually left. And I, I got the video to pause, so you think I'm still here. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're just on, like, you're on your phone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the line. Well, I don't know if your picture is going to come back or not, but I think we're going to end it here. And we will get in touch again because I want to get in touch with you again and we'll we'll put something else together and uh, we'll start talking about some of the other episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Let's talk about. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. And I hope this kind of helps you guys get through another week. Maybe you guys could. uh Know that we're not we're not dead. We're still trying to put some some material out for you guys. Uh, Kush, you want to say anything before we say goodbye? Yes, stay in, stay safe, and um, hopefully we'll have more stuff for you to listen to while you're stuck inside. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, all you hard slingers, take care and be safe. Remember, keep your social distancing. Which means if somebody in your household has to use the toilet while you're in there, just close the door for a while. <laughs> All right. I've, I've, gone, I've gone too much inside into your household at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you come back. Now I see your video again. <laughs> My right. dog still barks at you. I think she's racist. <laughs> it's because I give her attention. She just wants more attention, man. Oh, so when you when she barks at you, it's because you haven't given her enough attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes Junior too, man. She it's so. Uh... Well, Junior brings her treats. So yeah, yeah. You can't dispute that. All right, man. I'm gonna say goodbye, right. and then I'll talk to you when we when we stop this. All right, peace. Bye.